0: Get ready for another edition of CSB Broadcast, where Community State Bank links you to the communities of Southeast Wisconsin and keeps you connected to the people, businesses, and events happening near you.
1: Good morning and welcome to CSB Broadcast. I'm Dave Moyer, Senior Vice President and uh, Ag Manager at Community State Bank. I'm along with my friend Brian Lois. I'll let him introduce himself right now, Brian. Yeah,
0: I'm Brian Lois. I am Ag Relationship Coordinator at Community State Bank, along with Dave here.
1: And as always, our lovely producer... Ellie Heigel, great to have you with us. Ellie, thanks for your help. We are here today to talk about um, the uh, Racine County Breakfast on the Farm and the Kenosha County Dairy Breakfast. These both are annual events. The last year or two, they had uh, kind of took a hiatus or they took a took a different turn with with COVID. But both uh, both events are going to be back in full swing uh, this year, and they are coming up in June. Um, starting with the Kenosha County Dairy Breakfast, which will be on June 18th. And the host this year is Elfring Farms, and with us from Elfring Farms is Dale Elfring. And then along with, um, uh, for the Racine County Dairy Breakfast, actually it's called the Racine County Breakfast on the Farm, that will be held at Malsheen Farms uh, near Wind Lake. And our good friend Kevin Malsheen is here. Welcome, guys. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. So let's start because Kenosha County Dairy Breakfast is first on June 18th. Let's start with that one. Dale, tell us a little bit about uh, your farm, the history of your farm, how long you've been there, and and, uh, those types of things.
2: Okay, Dave. Um, My grandpa moved up to the current location in 1927 from Libertyville, Illinois. Uh, He farmed there until my dad took it over. He passed away when my dad was actually pretty young, right out of high school, so my dad took over the farm, being the youngest son. All his brothers were in World War II at the time. So he took over the farm, eventually purchased the farm from Grandma. Grandma lived on the farm, too, so she was always there. We grew up with Grandma downstairs. And then uh, Mom and Dad bought the farm in 1978, uh, which was the year I got out of high school. And uh, we, I worked construction a couple years. And then uh, I ended up buying the farm from my parents in 1997, my wife and I and now I got two sons, uh, Daniel and Dustin, who in, be 11 years ago now, I guess it was, so it'd be uh, 2001, they joined the operation, we formed a LLC, we bought the neighbor's farm, so now we have three farms on CJ there on Horton Road, and uh, the dairy is going good. We uh, milk 160 cows, uh, we've expanded a little on the crop end too, we're running 1,100 acres now, so we're trying to be a little bit diversified uh, to, to ride those tides when the milk price is low and it's worked quite well so I got, I got no complaints very happy with the way things are going
1: fantastic fourth generation and you're i happen to know you're a grandfather so five generations of elf on the same farm that, that's uh, that's that's quite a feat and that's that's fantastic so congratulations thank you kevin how about uh, how about your farm i know you're a multi-generational farm as well and tell us a little bit about your operation
3: yeah, thanks, Dave. Our history goes back to 1854 when our ancestors came over from uh, what was Prussia at the time. Now, now Germany. But um, my, we farm. I farm with my brother Mike, and uh, Ryan, his, Mike's youngest son, farms with us also. Who represents the seventh generation to farm wow. Melshin Farms. Uh, we've evolved from what used to be. You know, everything from chickens to pigs to corn and soybeans. Now we have evolved to pretty much a grain farm. We still have some cattle that are, it's a small amount of cow-calf, uh, operation going on and, uh, but it's, it's evolved over the years. And, um, I enjoy being on several different community boards, ag boards. Uh, My dad also, many of you probably would recognize the name John Malsheen because he was involved with many things and co-founder of Badger State Ethanol, and today I serve as chairman of that board. But uh, So we're diverse in the sense of uh, being on a lot of different boards and also, uh, I mean, I guess when it comes to diversity, we aren't as diverse when it comes to our ag operation as it used to be because we're pretty much corn, soybeans, and a little bit of wheat.
0: Thank you, you guys, for... uh you know, introducing yourself a little bit and giving us a little history. Um, how have you seen, you know, farming change since you started versus where we're at now, you know, with technology or, or anything really that, that you've seen change?
3: I'll kick this off. And I remember my dad talking about and thinking of his, his lifetime. He went from using horses when he was a young boy to having GPS. And we thought that that was just a tremendous transformation. Boy, it hasn't slowed down, uh, what we know today, what we can see today, what, how we can target fertilizer, chemicals, spray, and do a much better job environmentally, economically for agriculture. It's really breathtaking. And and it, and it like I said, it's not slowing down. We keep on making advancements on, on what we are able to, the, the information that's out there and the decisions that impact what we do.
2: Yeah, uh, Kevin, I, I think I'll go a little more on the dairy end because our grain situation is very similar as far as GPS and stuff now, it's crazy. But, uh, and, that's, and that takes a lot to catch on to for uh, older guys that <laughs> used to that <laughs> stuff, didn't grow up with it. But uh, it, is, it is fascinating what, what you can do and the information out there. Um, on the dairy end, uh, the safety of milk today, to me, is just so much better than what it used to be. The cooling systems are better. Uh, Bacteria issues are better. Cows on sand bedding instead of straw, so no no organic matter grows. I mean, rarely ever treat a cow today. Whereas growing up, I remember having to treat cows for mastitis or different things, health issues. Now the proactive part of it, you know, you work with your vet, proactive stuff, vaccines, stuff like that, uh, just so much healthier and safer today than what it's ever been.
1: That's, uh, Kevin, you brought up a, a point about uh, being, you know, diverse, not only in your farming operation, but in, uh, in the community. And I know that, uh, I, I remember your dad well, and um, my dad was always the same way and, and, and brought us up to be community-minded. And you were the same way, and Dale, I know you're involved in, in numerous things as well. Um, why, it, it almost seems that, why is it that the uh, the rural community in, in, in small small areas, and, and particularly, um, you know farm operations and farm owners seem to be um they're they're just they're just good at that those things and they and they just uh, willingly get involved in in so many of those things I mean how I've got my own ideas but what are your thoughts on that I think today
2: the rural community is still self-reliant on you know taking care of the land taking care of yourself taking care of your neighbors which is is such a good trait it's unfortunate in the big cities where you see it and it's not all like that there's some great people in the big cities too but there is areas of the big cities where a segment i should say of people in the big cities that they they live in their own little world and they don't want to worry about anything else Mm. you know and in the rural community we've grown up a little bit different aspect we still see that where we we take care of our neighbors better
1: you know, when when it, it's, uh, you know when the when the bell rings, so to speak, people come running, right? If 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 one farm operator has a breaks down, or if he has an injury, I mean, fifteen farmers come running in within a half an hour. And you guys have seen it. We've all seen it. We've witnessed it in this community, and I've always said that this is the greatest community to, to live in, especially in our farming community, because it's um, people are just so willing to, to help each other. Now, that, uh, and you uh, as you guys know, Brian and I both run small farms as well. Mine's smaller than his, but um, um, it's uh, it's 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 pretty cool to uh, to experience that, that that type of thing. As as you said, Dale, it doesn't happen everywhere, and and we're we're very. Um,
3: it, it's a it's just a really cool thing when, when you talk about community i think of schools and um perfect I example on, yes. i was on a school board for 18 years i guess it was um and not everybody's cut out to be on a school board mm-hmm. I, I mean just uh, on our farm there's i don't think you could pay my brother enough to be on a school board it's just not something he enjoys and i'm cut more in the mold of my dad that i, I enjoy that and i i, I feel it's a perfect opportunity to give back to the community that, uh, and, uh,
1: that's given us so much. Absolutely. What, what's important about the dairy breakfast itself? Uh, these, these have been going on for a long time and I think they're great events, um, uh, but what, what do you think is the most important thing about, about hosting this and having 2,000 or 3,000 people come to your farm within a four-hour period on a Saturday morning in June when, when you're busier than can possibly be. But Now what, you're making me nervous, David. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, what's the, what, what's the goal here? I mean, uh, education.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it is just bringing those people that didn't grow up on the farm or maybe people that grew up on the farm but haven't been around it for years to be able to come out and see that we still are community. Mm-hmm. You know. I think it's, it's, a, it's a great thing um, to be able to get people on the farm and not only just to see them but to welcome them that we are all neighbors you know. because they see big, big equipment driving down the road or the smell of cow manure when we're spreading in the field, that's, that's one side of it. But the other side of it is the real people. So I I think it's good just to open up your doors sometime and, and meet people.
3: Yeah, to me, I would, I would, uh, add on to that by saying, and of course, uh, the the Racine County has evolved from, it always used to be, you know, dairy breakfast Mm -hmm. on the farm. Now it's now for Racine County, it's evolved to breakfast on the farm. And I didn't mention before, but we are right on highway 36. That's where our farm is located, just south of Wind Lake, and there are tons of cars that go by every day they have no idea what happens on a farm and their perception is, is drawn from the media or whatever they read on whatever news source they use I think it's a great opportunity to have a lot of those people out to the farm education part of it I think is huge and I think it's incumbent upon us as farmers who feel very good about what we do again environmentally how we how we are stewards of the land Because there's a picture that's painted out there that I don't think is very attractive through GMOs. There's there's just all kinds of subjects that if you have a chance to actually sit down and talk with people, they don't have any idea. And I think it's just a great opportunity to reach a whole bunch of people that are never exposed to it. Mm
0: That's a, that's a great point, honestly, because there's, you know, mo- most people today are three to four generations removed from the family farm. So, you know, to, they don't have that education that, that me, you, and, you know, all of us have here. So that's a great point. How, how do you guys see that evolving? You know, what, what does ag have to do better to, to continue to educate our, our growing urban population?
2: I think uh, a lot of what we are doing with being involved in a community, inviting people to the farm, educating people. Um, I think that is a big part of it, to, uh, to open up your doors and not be afraid to show people what you are doing. And we are. We all try and be good stewards of the land. And, and I think most people in general try and be good students, whether the, the land, the, the environment, whatever they're doing. But it, with farming, we're, we're just so much more attached to the land than the average person mm-hmm. today.
3: I think it's really, and I, am going to fall back on to a lot of these boards that I've been able to get on since we gave up dairy. So I have a little more, more time to do this kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, uh, one of the things I enjoy the most about the boards that I sit on is the opportunity to go to Washington, DC and advocate for agricultural issues. Um, I, if we're not telling our story, somebody else is, and it's not going to be a story that we want to be told. Uh, so I, I think that's a very important aspect what Farm Bureau does with the education part, I think we need to keep on working on that because it's harder and harder because the general public is three or four generations away from what, what we take so, so much into our heart.
0: You know, I know we're talking about education a lot, and you know, how do we, we get that those three to four generations of the people that are removed from the family farm? Um, you know, what made you guys want to do this dairy breakfast or the breakfast on the farm? You know, what, what truly drove you? And I uh, <laughs> edit this part. I know it was because you were asked, but yeah.
2: we've I've helped uh, my wife, my kids. We've all helped for years mm-hmm. with the dairy breakfast, at Kenosha County. We have been we have been encouraged to have it, uh, no doubt about it. Um, It's getting a farm where we felt comfortable having it, and that's a personal thing, Mm -hmm. Um, so we've accepted the responsibility to do it now. Um, But yeah, it it is the education thing, and and the welcoming thing, and and being a good neighbor, and uh, being good stewards of the land and the, uh, the community all. All as a part of that.
0: Can you guys go into it a little bit on you know what it takes to get your farm ready for a breakfast like this, where you're bringing in two, three, four thousand people that are not uh, ag-minded like we are? Well, I can
3: kick this one off because I will say because we've been with COVID, as Dave mentioned on the opening, uh, it delayed our breakfast on the farm for two for, for two years. We were going to do it three years ago now, um, but so the panic time was several years ago you know we got to get everything looking spick and span and and update everything and so we did quite a bit uh, at that time so there's just a lot of tidying up and making sure everything looks as good as what you want it to be to represent agriculture the way that you'd like it Uh, people who are coming in for the first time can see it
2: yeah I think with with a dairy uh, you have the outside stuff the buildings and whatnot and that's that's the normal stuff but then the dairy farm, cows get things dirty every day. There's just no doubt about it. So it's, it's like uh, getting ready for the milk inspector, which can show up at any time, but it's that extra stuff above and beyond that you're due uh, just to take pride in it for yourself, if nothing else, for yourself.
1: And that's a good point, farmer. I know I, I'm the same way. I know Brian is, and I certainly know that two of you have been to both of your operations. And and uh, farmers, just in general, for the most part, they 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 take great pride in their in their uh, in their animals first of all, if it's a dairy or if it's cattle, um, in their machinery and in bas- their farmstead as well. And that uh, this is just a chance to showcase that, and um, and show it off because uh, you know you earned it and you, and you deserve to show it off, but. It's a lot of work bottom line I uh, know you're both nodding yeah, I, can, I can imagine <laughs> yeah
2: I, I think that you know no farm is perfect mm-hmm. and you know ours is, a, is it's an operating farm there's not an outside income it's it's I make a living off the farm and my sons do too uh, so it's it's an operating farm day to day what things happen how things will be it'll be that way mm-hmm. but we'll we're doing our best to tidy up the yard and make it as presentable as we can um you know for our own pride
0: well i I think that's a great point too is you know we want people to remember that these are still operating farms it's Mm -hmm. not a show farm that you know the cows left and you know, for the day and they, they come back tomorrow, these, these farms are operating and that's, that's awesome for people to be able to see that, Hey, there's a cow being milked. A lot of people don't know how that works anymore. It's not the, the picture you see hanging on a wall of an old farmer sitting on a stool, milking a cow into a metal bucket. You know, there's a lot of technology that goes into even milking the cows nowadays. So
3: yeah, we want to sh- shatter those stereotypes.
1: Yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fun to look back at history, but bottom line. True. Um, it's production, and, and we're, we're you know, farmers are feeding feeding them out. So and that's, that's critically important, obviously. You've got you've each got respective committees within your county, uh, you know, uh, breakfast committees, right? Um, so it, this takes uh, this takes you know some planning within your committee, and it's all volunteers. I know uh, Dale. You'd said you had you, said, you, and I've seen you at numerous dairy breakfasts over the last 25 years, and you're always very involved in it. But uh, it's kind of a, uh, a big part of it, right? You've got some volunteers that, that that help within this for this project.
2: There's a great group of volunteers. Uh, you know, many of us that are that are older have been doing this for years, and there's a there's a young group coming up though. Uh, some of our kids from our generation have taken over the committee and are doing a good job. Uh, we have four girls that run the committee right now. They're all, you know, mid-30s and younger. Uh, so it's great to see some of that next generation coming in and starting to do some of those things that, that a lot of us did for years. So, yeah, it's, it's a good thing.
3: I will throw in that I, th- I think uh, just watching what this committee for the Breakfast on the Farm has done we talked about how much you have to tidy up the farm and get things uh, looking looking good. I think I have the easy job compared to what they do. There is so much planning that they do, and they do a great job. And I've been to a few of them, and they just do a tremendous job of putting it all together.
1: A part that I wouldn't really care for too much. <laughs> There's always so much planning you can do, and the weather the weather trumps it all, right? Yeah, so, right. Parking in a rainstorm or whatnot, but that's not going to happen on either of those days. I'll guarantee. We're getting the rain out of the system right now, right. <laughs> and uh, next week it's going to be 75 and sunny, and the planters will hit the field, and we'll all be happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, uh, real important? What are the uh, what are the what are the menus? Uh, Kenosha County first. The, Kenosha the County, uh,
2: Dairy Breakfast, as you know, is uh, June 18th. Uh, we'll be serving from 6.30 to 10.30 is what we're shooting for, or a little later if we need to. Uh, we're doing the traditional eggs with ham and cheese in them, um, made in the big frying pan with dust pans, flipping mm-hmm. eggs, and some of the community, inclu- including the bank here, will be involved and in helping volunteer. Uh, then we're, uh, we're do- also doing pancakes again, which we've done for quite a few years now. And then there'll be some pastries, yogurt, chocolate milk, uh, ice cream. Uh, so th- there'll, be a, there'll be a full breakfast.
1: Awesome.
3: Much the same in Racine County, it's, uh, except for the date, of course. Uh, June 25th, we're serving from 7 to 11 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it's going to be eggs and sausage and milk ice cream. And there's going to be uh, tractor displays and children's games, petting zoos. Uh, a petting zoo and uh, live music and more so uh, tickets are eight bucks and uh, our address is 27402 malsheen road in waterford is actually the address so right on highway 36 and just took care of all the all the planning to shut down the road so we can get people in and out of there and we we'll, we're gonna bus them from a couple off-site events or um, venues but we also have
1: parking on the farm too Awesome. Kevin Melsheen, Melcheen Farms, Dale Elfring, Elfring Dairy Farm, appreciate you being here, appreciate on behalf of the community, on behalf of both counties, appreciate your willingness and your family's willingness to host these, these great events and uh, it, it, as, as we just talked about how important, the importance of these types of things to educate the public about about what we do and about what, what both of you individual operations uh, provide for for, for the community.
3: I'd just so, like to say too, Dave, that I'd, I'd like to thank, I'm sure Dale would join me too in thanking Community State Bank for promoting this too. I think it's an important thing. I appreciate that. Absolutely.
1: Thank you. Thanks for being here, fellas. Thank you very much, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information about Community State Bank, visit us online at csb.bank. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender.